Hello, and welcome to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. Dive. Dive. You're listening to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet, a podcast where three friends explore online communities of the weird and strange phenomena from the deepest depths of the internet. Captain, we've gone too far. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. I am your captain this week, John Carr. And I say ahoy to my first mates, Kyle Luck and Harlan Spinks. Hey, were you coming up for air on that intro? I Sean, was. it sounded like a whale breaching. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> felt like we were about to be like church camp and we're about to get fucking pumped up to uh, praise the Lord. I was coming in here with big uh, reality energy and I was coming in to just talk like youth pastor the shit out of people. Did I tell you guys <laughs> I went to a fucking church camp? No. Um, no. What? Like... <laughs> I mean, I just mean like, you know, it was like summer and so my parents were like, we had to go to work. We don't want to fucking deal with your ass or whatever. So I had to go to a fucking church camp every day for months. Uh, There was like babysitting, but with God, like I was being babysat by God. Oh, I would, I would, I would do crafts (laughs) and then I would sit down with the the baby Jesus, the youth pastor and we'd rap about the Lord and talk about our favorite, (laughs) (laughs) our favorite verses. That's amazing. At, at one point, I don't remember the context. I wish I could to make this story a lot better. But Kat told me that um, the energy that I had one day was the equivalent of Adam Divine's character in um, Righteous Gemstones. Mm. And I don't know how to take that information. Just, yeah, that's kind just, of a backhanded compliment, that one. Was that a, a moment? Little bit. It was a moment in time. Just know you got that in your back pocket somewhere. Yeah, I, just can, know. I can. You, that's you in the holster. <laughs> That is ready you to go. Quick draw that shit out when you need it, baby. Yeah, I can that's DV some, the shit out of a shirt. That's some manic, uh, fanatic energy. Yeah, I can sure, POD dude. with the best of them. Fuck yeah. Uh, so this week, uh, we are going to discuss some social media of the past, which I'm excited about because... Of the past! Yeah, Come like, back to haunt you! Yeah, in in the age where most of us are glued to social media for a lot of our information, I felt like it was a good idea to kind of revisit uh, how we got to into this horrible how we shit fucking show. got here. Yeah, <laughs> what um, happened? What? How did we get to the point where we are just doom scrolling uh, at four o'clock in the morning? So, how did um, Twitter turn into the cesspool that it is? <laughs> that that will probably be an episode in and of itself, but <laughs> for now. We're going to dig into some some dead social media. So let's dive in. Ooh, spooky. So uh, today, I mean, this is, you're hearing this in the future of now. So today, something happened. <laughs> oh re- boy, re- how meta regards- is this going to get? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. You, today. you all know that we record this not live so this <laughs> right. is, um, we're talking december 9th right now so that just so that john is relevant december yes. 9th uh there is a relevant news story of the u.s government says that facebook needs to sell instagram and whatsapp so 48 attorneys attorneys general and the federal trade commission filed suit against the company on wednesday so that's oh, today crazy you know, i i did yeah. i did hear that today which I is fucking wild. I missed this news article. What what are the allegations? That they are essentially a monopoly. Um, oh, okay, which that is, makes sense. You know, totally valid. So they they want like the U.S. government wants them to sell off Instagram and WhatsApp because they are monopolizing the market of right. messaging and like social media in general. But they're mm-hmm. they're obviously going to fight it. Saying yeah. like, well, well, what about the, Twitter and and Snapchat and TikTok? Well, yeah, and then that's very valid. But also, it's like, um, what what is wrong with our th- the way things are written? I don't know what it would have to be, um, but those purchases were allowed. 
Like Facebook yeah. didn't create yeah, Instagram. It didn't create WhatsApp. They acquired those. So why was that allowed? And they want yeah. to walk it back now. So there's also that to look at. Yeah, I think that is definitely much more in the like the fine print of acquisitions as far as businesses are concerned. But I mean, know. I'm sure that when those pl- those uh, platforms were purchased, there were probably people that were against it too. Mm-hmm. But the way things go is when there's money to be made, fuck it. You know, no one's going to listen to the people that are kind of uh, against whatever that that purchase may be. And now that it's become a giant monster of a corporation, yep. yeah, I know. mean, it, they are quoted as saying that their accus- acquisitions have been good for com- like competition and good for advertisers and good for the people. But yeah, I don't know about the that. Fact that <laughs> they're controlling a lot of the information, and basically, this uh, juggernaut of a website was based on rating uh, Zuckerberg's female classmates as yeah. a scale of one to ten. And the fact that it's primarily the decline of Western civilization—it's uh, <laughs> got I some systemic can, issues. You can, <laughs> you can chip some shit off of that company for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, we're gonna wind back the clocks a little bit and we're going to talk about friendster (laughs) the best the best such a wholesome innocent name you know at the beginning of like social media websites friendster Mm -hmm. uh you know for for the for the people that live you know in maybe more rural areas you can't go out to the bar and meet just you know random people and form long-lasting friendships i've got a website for you friendster so i didn't realize this so uh first of all uh friendster was alive from 2002 to 2015 um, that's sounds that long. is yeah that is incomprehensible mm-hmm. that it made it into 2015 yeah, well there were some changes that happened so um first of all i i don't exactly know how to pronounce this word necessarily but uh friendster is a portmanteau uh of friend and napster Oh, so it's a combination of the oh. words friend and Napster because Napster at the time, you know, was peer-to-peer file sharing, all that shit. Um, you now you've got peer-to-friend. Yeah, now you've got a peer-to-peer <laughs> you friend sharing. Would a car? <laughs> Fuck you! I would, would if I could. You, would you download a future husband? Why do I feel like you will actually be able to download a Tesla someday? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you like, can three I mean, print shit. That's you basically what it would be. Whatever you want. In your garage, yeah. you download yeah. the Tesla Model the Model Three file. You that, put it in your car. Your garage like fucking puts it together because that's yeah. That's how house. that's how we're gonna uh, colonize Mars. Everything's gonna be three D mm-hmm, printed, mm-hmm, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll got, we'll live in a face house, a house powered by Facebook. <laughs> they got some water face house, <laughs> house face. I love I love face house as just like a. Uh, um you know it's not windows it's not a mac no it's face house, <laughs> face house. Mm-hmm. the house of faces <laughs> quick twist for a horror yeah. flavoring there so uh friendster was established the it was launched in 2002 and it was originally founded in mountain view california so not far from where we are here in sf mm. um and it was founded on the basis of being, you know, the circle of friends kind of thing. So, like, the very, the basic of what we know as, like, social media. So, like, you can interact with your friends and and do that sort of thing online. And so you have a thumbnail picture of yourself and that kind of thing. And A little profile and a bio. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, a, whole, a whole little thing. But um, just before friendster was a website called six degrees.com which was an even like earlier iteration that sounds kind of familiar yeah so that started in 1997 oh wow Um, was it six degrees because the site was six degrees of kevin bacon yeah it's it's based on the six degrees of separation so you would have you know six degrees of friends of you would know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that kind of thing I think mm. mine it was better. My idea was better. <laughs> the this circle of friends is a v- obviously a very common theme in these er- websites. Early social media, yeah. yeah. And because now it's just like you follow. Well. Do you yeah. remember, like in MySpace, there was your, you had your top friends, and that that could cause some. You had your top four, then top eight, then top sixteen. I think mm-hmm. it went up yeah, to yeah. eventually because, because people were like, "Well, I have to keep." I, uh, you know, me and Becky have gotten way closer. I need like you. You hit up Tom and go. Can we expand this to fucking eight, please? Yeah, people are yeah. people are getting in physical I'm altercations in over fights. top four. Yeah, 
I ran into my homie at the bar and he said since I was number five, he wasn't going to buy me shots anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Shit's or just even or just like moving one of your friends down a notch, you know, mm-hmm. if they noticed it was a whole fucking thing. That was a bit. That was you, a whole conversation in the middle school. Yeah, play yeah exactly. Yeah. Did you see that John moved Harland from number one to sorry, Tom's number one from number two <laughs> to number in three. Tom, in Tom, we trust. <laughs> In Tom, in Tom we trust. We trust. Um, I bet Harlan's going to be pissed. <laughs> so, uh, Friendster was originally launched by Jonathan Abrams, and it was conceived. Let me guess was he was he a white guy? I didn't I didn't do any. Sounds like a, sounds like a white guy. Sounds Probably, like yeah, he, like I mean, most of these honest, social he media. Amish. He sounds so grote as fuck to me. Let me yeah. just say that. Um, originally it was conceived as a dating site naturally probably sure trains, you know sex sells everyone's lonely um <laughs> even when you're even when you're with somebody sometimes you're lonely <laughs> yeah so as this grew you know obviously copycats started springing up so then you start having your myspace which was a di- obviously a direct competitor um and, and far superior and that was their biggest one and so in 2011 um, they noticed a huge drop off in mm-hmm. engagement and sort of things like that. But um, at one point they had 115 million registered users, which primarily was in Asia. That was like their biggest have, clientele oh, was all in Asia. Do you have a reference number, like to, a number to compare that against to? Like how's, how was that for a social media network? Yeah, what that was sounds, like MySpace's numbers? That sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was pretty like, good. I mean, others did a lot better numbers later on. Like, if sure. for for reference, let's see. I th- I just had the number here for what we have with Facebook, and I think that is in the billions now. Yeah, as far as now, registered yeah, users. Yeah, but we're it sounds like we're talking two thousand three, two thousand four, right now, though, right? Uh, yeah, like mid mid two thousands, which is when Facebook was not a thing fully. It wasn't. Yet. Yeah, open to the public at that point, You had point, to have right? a, a .edu yeah. or whatever. So, Friendster was the first of these kinds of sites to achieve over a million users. That was, like, their their big initial benchmark. Um, but, yeah, so, like, the, the later 2000s, they started experiencing a huge drop-off just because of competition and those kinds of things. Like, naturally, you know, if you have a good idea, people are going to copy it and probably try and do it better and so that's kind of what happened and so well, it's it's also the thing of too like at, at that point trying to figure out how to even design one of these y- user interfaces and the user experience too like that it's well it's i mean i could be wrong but it seems like it was like kind of in its infancy so even just mm-hmm. designing a website that looked good you know what i mean because i yeah i went to the friendster website and I had an account and I went on there one time and I never went back because it was fucking ugly to look at. I just so looked it up right my, now because I had no idea what it looked like. So yeah. I just wanted yeah. to see. And MySpace so allowed thing. you to do a bunch of like custom like HTML and CCS or CSS, whichever one it is, mm-hmm. like code, like edit. You could edit the code of the your your profile and and customize it based on your personality or whatever so there was a lot more freedom but i mean even if you didn't just looking at the myspace website compared to friendster was much better to understand and and like move around on so there was a a lot of things including what you just brought up that like led to the downfall of friendster so originally like you know you started having all of these things that we you're just trying to connect with people that you know and then what happened inevitably was people started making fake accounts. And so like Homer Simpson popped up, Jesus popped up <laughs> yes. and the friend groups just became diluted with fake people. And so not actual, you know, figures sure. or people that exist in reality. And Which so that, is funny because now you look at Twitter and the majority of Twitter accounts are parody accounts <laughs> yeah. of like Satan and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, but if, what, there was a New York Times article that basically cited that Jonathan Abrams' uh, hubris kind of tanked the, uh. the thing in general. So, like, they had received a $30 million offer from Google to buy Friendster, to just, like, you know, they, Interesting. We, we want to acquire you, we want, want to make you a part of the Google family. We want your data. We want, yeah, we want your massive amounts of data. data, people. Um, and they turned it down. 
They said no. Idiots. Because they wanted to just continue doing their own thing. And Harlan's like, get that fucking payout. Dude, get that money, yeah. man. I mean, we live in an ultra capitalist society and it's not changing anytime soon. So fucking I, cash out. I will say this, though. I think at the beginning, this the second tech boom, which is what we're talking about right now mm-hmm. i do think there was a bit of an idealistic of we can make a change oh yeah, sure yeah, yeah that yeah. shit's we're, out the window we're, now we're changing yeah. the world here <laughs> yeah. yeah but um, but i mean you know i think that was like an idealistic thing i can imagine the sweaty boardroom of 25 year old ceo john abrams sitting there being like <laughs> no man we made friends so you could download friends legally man <laughs> we're gonna See? stick to our guns <laughs> i'm friends with jesus <laughs> um, <laughs> so in uh 2009 it was pretty much considered dead they like nobody was really using it and so what they tried to do was redesign hmm. friendster to be I mean, a, a gaming platform so they deleted all of the user profiles and announced essentially a do-over so they were like you know what we're gonna wipe the slate clean and we're gonna make this a gaming platform but what happened oh. was that they designed it in a completely terrible way so pages just worse straight than up before didn't load oh my and so god it was clunky it was really hard to work with nobody wanted to go back to it and they finally announced in 2015 that they were taking a break which is right like sure. heavy deep uh monolithic uh, quotation marks monolithic holy shit fucking uh desert monoliths yeah those thick (laughs) thick quotations huge damn boy those quotations thick and everyone just went to myspace because it was the vastly superior program because of what all the things we just talked about they they essentially taught a generation how how to code and then that entire generation (laughs) subsequently forgot how to do it yeah yeah, or, I def- or I've turned it into a career, <laughs> or turned it into a career. One yeah, pretty pretty uh, wide swing of the pendulum there. Because I remember I learned a little bit of code. I couldn't fucking do any of it now today, at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember, I remember, <laughs> I went through kind of a weird cycle with MySpace, where I had a MySpace, and then I mean, I got- if you didn't, you weren't really, you didn't really exist. So right, and yeah, then I got sick of true. it. I got sick of it. I deleted my account, but what I was mm-hmm. missing was I was like uh, friends with a lot of bands. Mm-hmm. So then I made a new account that was literally just so I could be friends with bands and like follow their music, like listen to their music and stuff. Sure. So yeah. I had a, I had a, my, my last MySpace account was literally just a, a photo of my chest. Like I was wearing a t-shirt. There was no head. Fucking and hot, dude. Nice. Trying to start that OnlyFans uh, uh, shit early. It was a plaid shirt, actually. This is the hippest shit I've ever done. <laughs> and then I was literally only friends with bands. And uh, <laughs> when you went to my page, you would play music. But I spent a fuckload of time on the fucking code uh, to the HTML to make my fucking page look like you've landed at a music destination. <laughs> Oh and I, tried to, I actually tried to find it a couple weeks ago see if it was not archived it's fucking gone <laughs> yeah, Kyle's, so- Kyle's MySpace page was like a fucking Motel 6 we'll leave the light on for you <laughs> <laughs> that light bulb burnt out Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll it leave was- a flickering fluorescent bulb on for you come on down to Kyle's place <laughs> here I am now with only a Twitter account and no others so. mm-hmm. I'm proud of you bud um yeah, I mean, so I was looking into, you know, the migration to MySpace and MySpace has its own weird story. So like, obviously, Justin Timberlake bought it, re- revived it, and it is still existing, but I I can't find a single soul. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on, it. pause, hang on. Justin Timberlake bought did you know, MySpace. Did you, did you not know this? No. Oh, this oh, is the yeah. thing, dude. So the actor that played a guy in a He's, movie about wait, hold on. social real, media. Real quick, hold, real quick, we're gonna pause there. I like that you in, initially uh, <laughs> identify him, Justin Timberlake, as uh, the actor Justin Timberlake. 
Well, it was well, to make my point that he was in a movie about Facebook. That's I I know he's a multifaceted, multi-talented man. I mean, he was he's a, a triple threat. Many things. He's a triple threat. Justin Timberlake, actor of Black Snake Moan. But MySpace. We'd have to shut this whole situation down if that was my reference. Um, excuse Wait, the, me? The author? <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen though when did justin timberlake fucking buy myspace oh man like 2016 or 20 2015 maybe fuck that right? seems like yeah. it was wasn't it around then john it I feel like this is been, this um, is old as fuck news now doggy yeah I that's did. crazy you were in your 20s when this happened me yeah. you no i wasn't you must have been. Let's find out. Let's <laughs> it was probably tape. exactly 30 if it was 2016. When, when did actor Justin Timberlake buy, buy MySpace? Um, that's, that's wild. looking currently. Um, I'll be honest. It, if it, it was is, 2016, I was pretty fucked up that whole year. So I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to the news. <laughs> For sure, dude. <laughs> it's nine, a bad nine, year. Nine years ago. Oh, nine years ago. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was p- fucked up in 2011 a lot too, actually. <laughs> Come to think of it. <laughs> Thinking back, that's oh about when God. I first moved here to this city. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I met you in 2011 or 2012. Mhm. Right? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and we were it, not sober pretty much <laughs> ever almost. <laughs> he he bought it for 35 million dollars. Change. Wow! Wow! That is phenomenally you cheap. What what the guardian the guardian qualifies him as the act the singer turned actor who starred okay. as Facebook <laughs> investor Sean Parker in the Hollywood hit The Social Network took a stake in MySpace along with the online advertising company Specific Media. So he's not the outright owner. Sure, he's sure. just a con- like concerned partner. <laughs> Yeah, I would wow. be concerned if I bought $35 million worth of stock in but fucking MySpace, The too. The photo that is associated with this headline, uh, Justin Timberlake looks very much like, oh no, what have I done kind of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've made a huge mistake, like the yeah, Job face. He's like a little concerned, but like a little pleased with himself. So that's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops, what did I do? He's got his hand oh to his mouth. Like, mm-hmm. like, I think this is brilliant, but we'll wait and find out. Well, because when he bought MySpace, it was like essentially at that point, like a music website. Like it changed pretty quickly from what it was to being fo- more fo- music focused, right? I feel like it did. Yeah, I think like I, I definitely used it a lot for music and a lot for like travel, like tracking bands and, and that sort of thing. I mean, like you could program music to play when you landed on someone's page which was not which only annoying the worst but effective. people it was always yeah. the exact kind of person that would do that to their fucking myspace profile yeah. My, i want to say this before we i don't know if we're moving off of myspace or not but i do want to say this myspace was, wasn't even on my list because it's still <laughs> active yeah it's not even dead but there is a certain thing with myspace if you like if you just look up myspace profile photos You'll get this certain like quality of here, actually here. You'll get a certain quality of image that I think can only be it's so it's so the era of like these like like weird shitty webcams. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the something. top down, like where oh, they hold wow, the camera yeah. way up and well, you're that looking. too. That angle that's seen as fuck shit, but like yep. <clears throat> but what I'm getting at is it's the quality of the camera that we're uploading the digital file up yeah, to. Everybody the had with. Yeah, everybody had a fucking razor a motor razor fucking flip phone <laughs> or, or camera. Palm pilot or um <laughs> the, oh, the uh, co- uh sidekick. The coveted sidekick. Which I had. Yeah. Definitely Here's had. the thing. It, it, to me, MySpace is almost defined by the photo quality and the sure, fucking American sure. Apparel hoodies. Right. And what I have to, I really have to hammer home the glitter gifts that people would also oh, yeah. use as the backgrounds. And yes. it would just slow whatever fucking browser you were using down mm-hmm. to where it was unusable. Mm-hmm. But let's remember, MySpace isn't actually dead, but it's, it's a good alive. reference points for a lot of a lot of things here. So. And we're mm-hmm. probably going to keep coming back to it because it is hilarious. And it's um, the one that I think we're also most familiar with from that era too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a baseline for us. It is the golden age. 
<laughs> um, so the next one that I wanted to talk about, which I don't know if either of you have any experience with, is Path, which was uh, from 2010 to 2018. That was it's it's rain. Did you no. have any, either of you have any experience with Path? I, I've no. never even heard of it actually. So if you could please enlighten me. Absolutely. So there's a part it, of me that when you when you're bringing these up, like uh, like Friendster, I know I had an account, but like Path, I have a feeling that some of the other ones that you bring up, mm-hmm. I'm gonna there's I'm not sure if I actually remember seeing or hearing about these websites or if it's just that there were so many that like maybe I'm making it up, but there is a part of me that vaguely yeah I do remember Path. Yeah. So Path this is photo. Def- it, yeah. It, it definitely jars you, uh, your memory if you see it. So it was uh, a primarily red and white, and essentially it was like an elite Facebook. Um, so in 2010, it was kind of, you know, two people were the founders of this. So this is uh, David Morin, who worked at Facebook, and Sean Fanning, and Dustin uh, Murillo of Napster. So th- those three guys were the ones that, uh, started this and it was based on this anthropologist Robin Dunbar was saying that basically everyone is only capable of having 40 to 60 close friends and family that so sounds super familiar now they restricted your friend count to that number so that it was an extremely exclusive you could only max out at a certain point and it was trying to be like like the way I, so I actually used this for a little while because it was given to me as like, this is all of the good parts of Facebook, but without the bullshit. Right. And like stripped down, sort of simplified. Yeah. So it like, instead of like following bands or following brands or anything like that, like it was just your friends and it was only the people that you really wanted to know what you were doing. It was, it was your top 40. <laughs> yeah. It was your, t- <laughs> it's truly the top 40. Um, and it, it was very, it was a lot more intimate than I feel like Facebook was, where it was like you could update your location and it would notify people. It would, it, um, essentially like Facebook absorbed parts of what they did because like what we know is like the reactions that you have on oh, Facebook today interesting. were originally on path. So like the, the like, this like smiley face, all of those things, like the heart, Whoa. all of that stuff eventually became back a part of Facebook, but it, it definitely like was a much more condensed social media right feeling because it, I, it felt much more like sharing something with your friends rather right. than I, like you know i i can see 20,000 people i can see the interest in it like i mean i had it and i didn't fucking use it again because i think the major flaw in something like path where it's supposed to be your close knit group of friends right i mean back in fucking 2013 when this screenshot is has a date time stamped in it like Mm -hmm. i feel like that was uh we we were able to actually see these people so like Mm -hmm. having a social media that's specifically for the people that you hang out with the most seems almost counterintuitive to me you know what i mean like if there's nothing else in in there for you like if if you are really a you know a very social person and you go out and you see all these people that you're also friends with that you can check in on that you were probably doing the whatever the photo they're sharing you were probably there what's really there to keep you checking in you know what i mean well some of the things that i found like more interesting about path in general where it it did combine some of the other elements of like things that we we know today as well as like things that existed around the same time so like um the like four squares style check-in thing so right. path had that so you could check into a restaurant you could check into a specific location you could check into like a city any of those types of types of things but feel confident that you weren't sharing it with like randos right and so like if if you and i were following each other on path and we were friends and i saw that you know you checked into like benders or something like that and i wasn't right. there and I was like, oh, Harlan's over there. Like, maybe I'll just pop by and, like, say what's up. That was, like, a thing that you could do because it was enabled to just notify your, your close friends and that sort of thing. Sure. Um, I have so a couple yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Please, I have a couple fucking thoughts unload on us, bro. Two. One, the fact that I never heard about Path makes me feel like I was not... <laughs> You know, that nobody cool. liked you. Me or John yeah. didn't invite you or tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> not our top 40, let's, bro. Let's face it. You've been pretty resistant to social media. Well, okay. 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 Here we go. 
Number two. I'm about to drop that Duke. <laughs> okay. As you two on this call know, I am, yes, pretty resistant to social media. I find it, uh, it makes my life clunky. I find I am staring at other people's lives and oh, thinking yeah, about sure. other people's lives way too much when I should be focusing <laughs> more on my own. I think it's generally unhealthy. Um, but here's the thing with this 40 person thing, this 40 person limit, mm-hmm. it's actually for me kind of appealing it wouldn't see this wouldn't have worked for me uh in my mid-20s john when we were in our uh rock and roll band when i Mm -hmm. needed i needed facebook to network i needed facebook to stay relevant to stay up on what shows were happening like like be in in it and to be in the zone with like the, the music scene in our community and everything uh that was my primary use for facebook and instagram and everything um but now that I'm out of that and it's like, instead of having like, you know, being friends with like people that I haven't had a conversation with in real life in like six or seven years at this point, still being friends with them on Facebook, mm-hmm. dude, you could just rock a 40 person max tight knit circle. Like no, no one else can see my shit sort of thing. That's actually kind of appealing in a weird yeah. way to so, me right now. So I had both. I had, I had, f- uh, Facebook and I think it at the time I was maybe kind of on Instagram a little bit but like the idea of path was very attractive for that exact reason because like with Facebook it had gotten so much about you know promotion and like I, I mean to this day the only reason that I still had it was to just like pimp shows and to like try and get people to come to a thing when like we all we all know that at I'll, a confirmed attending on Facebook is like, you know, less than half of an actual thing. So like, yeah, 300 confirmed means 50 people are showing up. If that John, like another example is like, it's like quality over quantity. Like how -hmm. many, I I believe we had this conversation. How many like mutual friends on Facebook did we have you and me? Wasn't it like it was a hundred or something. Mutual friends. It's like, that's insane. Those are probably people that you met at a show a handful of times. Yeah, like once that, or like, twice. That like are barely friends. It's you know not, what I mean? It's, it's like not, associates. They're not relationships that I need to I don't need to like see their baby being born. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, mm-hmm. right. Like I don't need that. Well, the other good thing about something like Path 2, I know that I was kind of critical about it earlier is that the Facebook <laughs> has so many features, has so many things that you can connect to, that you can change and do with it, and you can put your fucking business on there and then link it to your personal, and you know what I mean? Like, there's so much that it's almost overwhel- it is overwhelming, you know, to just yeah. use something like Facebook, whereas the simplicity of something like Path, I can see on the flip side being attractive to a certain type of pupil. But it's also one of those things that it's, it's like how when I had this, I was in my twenties and I can see like how Kyle, you said now that's something that seems really appealing. I think it's also like an age thing, a maturity thing Totally. where like there's a certain point in your life where something simple stripped down that's easy to use. That's uncluttered is like more attractive. The older you get, which fucking ages the shit out of me just to say that out loud. But it's like totally true. Like when you're younger and there's all this new technology, you want to like exploit and benefit from all the features that whatever the, the website or the thing is, because it's kind of cool to be in the know, right? As mm-hmm. you get older, you go, fuck, fuck all of that. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I really don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, with Path, there was a couple of things that happened. So, um, it, initially, in its first three weeks, um, it had 1.5 million downloads of the app. And, again, Google came in with an offer uh, of $100 million this time. Holy fuck! <laughs> After three and, weeks? And, and they declined it. Um, the company was reportedly valued at $500 million dollars and uh around that time myspace had just been dethroned by facebook and so yeah it was a legitimate like competitor to facebook um 
But in 2012, what kind of happened was they came into some shit. So they did, uh, they, they pulled contacts from the user's phone Uh-oh. books. Uh-oh. Oh, including boy. Here like we go. Early adopters <laughs> under the age of 13, which Oof. resulted in an 800,000 FTC fine. Now that's Holy, a big no-no. Holy fuck. Wah, 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 wah. So uh, <laughs> at that point, they also increased the friend limit. Um, uh, Ooh, at, at a certain point, to, it, it went from to find 60. the eject button on my keyboard here. Yeah. <laughs> at, at a certain point, they raised it from 40 to 60 to 150. And at this point, they extended it to 500. See, now you've blurred the lines between what is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no way you have 500 people you need it, to be in touch with. It's yeah. it sounds like somebody that that owned or worked for Path started to get a little nervous. You know what I mean? Like changing it so much to sort of fit the mold of what the atypical or the typical social media website kind of formula was mm-hmm. to change it so soon after launching it to be like, uh, okay, let's go see, uh, uh, man, I don't know. 60 seems a little, a little too few, maybe 150, f- fuck it. 500. You know what? Let's just be <laughs> Facebook. Let's just do it. Let's just go all in. Let's we're take be, we're, them we're down. We're going to be face face. We're going to be yeah, path face. Somebody in the accounting office was like, hey, so we turned down that $100 million and uh, we need to figure out how to stay relevant to continue to make money. We so- will call ourselves Pathbook and we will, <laughs> we will be a path for lemmings to walk off this cliff. <laughs> so they, they just got into a whole shitload of hot water with the FTC and just privacy in general because this is... Yeah. Still, like, kind of uncharted territory as far yeah, as they like, ha- the FTC needed to be super alert and crack down on this shit to make guidelines for future the future of this, uh, yeah. uh what's playing field. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this was still uncharted territory, so Path had a lot of like location things where like you could find your friends on Path, like where they're located, very much like Foursquare, that sort of thing of like the check in thing and so the, it was all very murky but in uh, 2000, user location data mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in 2018 they shut everything down um they just terminated service there there isn't really any explanation that i could find other than the fact that they just kind of i think they ran out of money to be quite honest like i think people were like moving away from it as a, as an app in general like i stopped using it i didn't even notice that it had gone yeah. away when i was a, like somewhat active user i guess and so it didn't really matter to me were were they making money this like with ads i'm How sure they, they making were. money yeah ads it was either um, that or selling user data that's yeah, like the, the only that. two ways you can make money right they were or also ra- they were also raising a lot of money from venture capitalists a lot in like indonesia <laughs> and things, like places like that so like the last one was in 2014 they had raised 25 million dollars in venture any capitalists. any I mean, countries that uh, were run by dictators perhaps because <laughs> I mean, I asked the question. Not that I see. I asked okay. the question earlier today. Uh, I was, I just out loud said, "Hey, is Facebook profitable yet? Like, is it? Like, is Amazon profitable? Like, are- Amazon is for sure profitable. Netflix yeah, I mean, and shit it? like that is not profitable. Amazon is one hundred percent profitable. <clears throat> I thought, I thought for a long time they were not. Mm. That's not really the topic of this." fucking thing is but my well point i is, mean is they like, have the, yeah these things that are what i'm getting at is that these things that are established that seem legit they're on your phone they're in your life you're interacting with on a day-to-day basis they may not be making money and they can go away they're not permanent these things <laughs> yeah. that we interact with and we feel are tangible or permanent they're just ideas that are fueled literally by capitalism and if that falls out then the thing is gone well, yeah. yeah, and and when John was talking about what they were valued at, like they they were offered a hundred million dollars and valued at five hundred million dollars, those valuations loss are right fucking there. made up most of yeah, the time. They're yeah, totally but, non-existent. But if you're bringing on investors at a five hundred million dollar valuation and then selling for a hundred million, that's, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm fucking, saying is that it's it's totally fucked up. It's putting yeah. the cart before the horse. And you're convincing a bunch of people that eventually it will be worth this much. And mm. it's it's totally fucking... It's like throwing a dart at a dartboard in the dark while you're drunk. You know what I mean? Like, they're fucking made up. They fucking just, like, bullseye, guess. Fucking bullseye, dude. 
for tonight, <laughs> but tomorrow night maybe I'll hit the black area <laughs> or the wall. I don't know. I gotta take a piss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, do you really? Oh no, I, that was a bit. Oh okay. Well, I was I can being a talk. drunk at a bar. <laughs> it could go either way with you. I know. No, I, I'm start turning them newly. If I am Kyle, the Iron Bladder Luck. I'm proud of you. You go an entire hour without peeing. That's good for careful, you. Careful, careful. That thing's gonna rust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good looking out, buddy. You gotta mm-hmm. oil that thing. Gotta get some WD-40 down in that that iron bladder of yours. I'm gonna season it like a cast iron. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> get some get some fucking Crisco on that bladder, bro. Some, some rock some rock salt. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um. So our our next one that I wanted to quickly chat about, I've got a few that I, I think we can just kind of like go over quickly because there were uh, some little blips and some that were bigger, but I mean, very fond of. Um, so the next one is Yik Yak uh, from 2013 to 2017. Did either of you have any experience with Yik Yak or it's know like about a ch- it? It's like a chat mm-hmm. thing, right? Yik- is it anonymous? Yik-yak. Yik yes. Yak sounds like my Friday nights drinking uh, as a young early twenties guy. Yeah, you yak, yak and, and then you'd yak. The way that this uh, uh, blogspot article that I was reading about Yik Yak described it is uh, the app for college students that quickly turned into a Black Mirror episode. Yik Yak <laughs> anonymous, the, the anonymous messaging app designed by frat brothers Tyler Droll. And Brooks Buffington, which oh my god, sound like Whoa, their dad owns a dealership. Like Brooks Buffington real. sounds like a fucking halfling or dwarf in D and D. Brooks, if yo, you're I'm out gonna there make a Dungeons and Dragons character named Brooks Buffington. Yeah, he's a halfling. He's a halfling who also wears a, a tie all the time, like a modern day tie. And he has like a fake beard. I can't oh even god. think what his voice it's it would be. Yeah. Because it's 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 not it could, bro, but it, fuck that last name Buffington. No, it could be that sneaky uh, f- uh, in America a foreign accent of like the Londoner uh, who okay. sounds sounds trustworthy, but is actually nefarious. <sighs> well, John just sent us a photo of these two <laughs> fuckos, and Brooks is on the left. <laughs> Brooks, that's that's no, my boy Brooks way. Buffington. He's a ginger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How dare you name this red-headed bastard Brooks Buffington? Okay, John, what are they holding? It's a yik yak. yak. Oh, it's a yak. <laughs> I was it's like, that yik looks yak. like a bullhead. Mm. So, okay, just for the. <laughs> do you know what a yak looks like? Yeah, no, I no, I do. Okay. Th- this this is a photo of two two dudes that look like they go to San Jose State. Uh, you know, the Spartans. <laughs> Uh, and, <laughs> and they really, really and love Chipotle. God, they fucking love a good, authentic Mexican burrito. They love, <laughs> they love Chipotle. <laughs> and you know what? They know what a yak looks like. Oh my god! And they made a yakety yak don't top back app. Uh, University uh, of Greenville, South Carolina. Mm, okay, Got yeah, it. that tracks too. That track, that definitely tracks. Yakety yak don't talk back. So, anyways, this. This app was an anonymous messaging app that basically you just sent things into the ether uh, based on proximity. And so... Oh, that's right. That's what it was. You can kind of imagine uh, where the trouble would start with something like this. I don't know uh, if hate you guys speech, want to make maybe. A, an educated <laughs> guess is to kind of like uh, it would it would just allow users to broadcast whatever post you had within a five mile radius and it be, as this article so lovingly puts it it became the scourge of 1600 schools terrorized by yik yak <laughs> what um, <laughs> bomb threats which led to lockdowns and evacuations the threat of a quote virginia tech 2.0 oh my God. threats by white students to kill black students it, it just goes on and on and on and it's just like so a bunch Good of angsty God. a bunch of angsty edge lords jumped on Yik Yak and fucking trolled a five mile radius. Basically, this is what it bro. sounds like. Fucking V for incels and edge lords. This is the epitome of hiding behind anonymity on the internet, like and just being a total fucker. You can be a big man 
and talk a whole bunch of shit if nobody is standing in front of you. Like uh-huh. that, that yeah. it really is what this app embodies. Mm. And so like, I have no problem talking shit about the people that created this because you've made a tool for people to be cowardice. Well, yeah. And it seems like it's, it's like how a lot of, not a lot. I don't want to say a lot, but it happens sometimes where these guys, these white dudes make fucking new technology and new apps and they don't think it's the fucking Jurassic Park, right? It's you, you, you never stop to think if you should, yeah. you know, you, you, you just were so like, we could, if you can, that you didn't stop to think if you should, if you should. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, so good job, guys. We fucked that up both, both that was, times. No, that was great. You guys had different content. It was great. It was good. Yeah. I love it. But, but that's what it seems like some of these are is like, we didn't think about all the, the negative shit or how like assholes on the internet would really exploit this mm-hmm. fucking yeah. thing. That was a really and, optimistic <laughs> idea. Sure. But I mean, no safeguards for chaos. There yeah, are exactly. a ton of other apps that came out like on the heels of this, uh, like Whisper and Secret and like essentially Formspring. But a lot of anonymous type things were popping up around this time, right? Yeah, because people wanted an outlet in order to anonymously say things. Yeah. To Damn whoever. Snowden! It, yes, Snowden <laughs> has something to do with this at, at, at a certain point. But um, I mean... I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, fucking write a note and drop it on the ground. Like, it, it essentially <laughs> is, does the exact wow. same thing. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I will say the one thing that, the, the, the thing I'm most familiar with, with Yik Yak is like seeing like uh, memes mm-hmm. that have formed yeah, yeah, where yeah, people will say something funny and it kind of generates this like kind of hilarious, absurd conversation that random people just had with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only like, sort of uh initiation i had with it is seeing like what the fuck is this app holy shit what just happened in that conversation the internet loves anonymity and like the the ability to to like embrace that is is super cool to see when it like does when it works positive things (laughs) yeah but when it does the exact opposite and people just like spout horrible horrible things at each other is you know the negative side of anonymity yeah if you want to learn more about that check out our sad satan episode well or even just the last episode we did i think this this came up in conversation where it was like all of these things are created right and um we as a society aren't really like to a psychological point or an empathetic point to like only do good with it like Mm -hmm, there's always going to be some group of people that have to troll or be like hateful or racist or bigoted or whatever to such a, to the nth degree to where it fucks everything else up for everyone, you know, everybody else that's not, that's just trying to fucking function, you know? Yeah. We can only walk as fast as our slowest person. And those people are calling in fake bomb threats. (laughs) Exactly. So Yik Yak peaked in 2014 and it was the third most downloaded iOS app with 1.8 million monthly downloads. And then at the same time in the following year, it shrunk to 125,000 per month. So it just, oh my God. it shut down. It shut what down was that in 2017. Name? Was it, was it, was it Buck Biggleton? What was his name? Bu- <laughs> Brooks Buffington. <laughs> okay. Bagel Bitington? <laughs> Brooks Buffington. That's such a good name. That's a strong yeah. name. Um, so pop tart pastry man. Yes, that was it. Uh, so I wanted to briefly talk about what I, there's two, I have two more things listed and I originally put one on my list thinking that it was dead and then come to find out that it's not. Uh Oh, (laughs) so, okay. That might mean it's actually dead in like a zeitgeist kind of way. I'm I'm going to hit that one quick, which is Periscope. Do you guys remember Periscope? Boy, yeah, do it was, I, John. <laughs> it would uh, play. You would uh, stream live video from your phone. That was apparently it, right? it still exists. <laughs> apparently, oh shit. Um, yeah, I. It, it was a thing that uh, was developed by Twitter, and was supposed to be this thing where you could kind of tune into live streams all over all over the globe, and you could kind of pinpoint where you wanted to watch something that somebody was streaming all over the place. Um. 
which with with a plus quality yeah with a plus quality which at the time when it was first introduced to me i was like this is i guess fine i don't sure i, I don't get it it yeah. wasn't the, the it wasn't something is, that really like made a lot of sense to me it's like it's like this is like a this is out of most things this is a screaming into the void sort of thing because the periscopes <laughs> would only be kind of like a Snapchat where it would go away after X amount mm-hmm. of time or whatever. And you had to look for it. You had to go on and like look for it. Whereas like yeah. what I think Instagram did much better was the Instagram live thing, which is essentially what yes, Periscope is those, in a much those, better capacity. You can still, ex- you can visit those, right? Yeah. Am I, yeah. Um, okay. So... My first experience with Periscope, my only experience with Periscope, uh, was at South by Southwest. Um, John and I, our old band, we were um, we were going to play a show, this Live Nation show, and they were like, yep, and hey, so yeah, you got this great sound system, you got this private fucking stage that we built out, we're also going to be Periscoping the show, and we're like, mm-hmm. what's what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, and absolutely thing, no idea. It's like, we're going to, we're going to be broadcasting you guys live <laughs> on our Twitter feed. And it's like, well, we're going to okay, have, that's, we're, that's cool. We're, we're going to have an intern who's at front, front, front of the stage or off to the side mm-hmm. on their phone. Handy don't, cam. don't be concerned. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like six it's people like, might watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's the issue, John. So, this is also why I have an issue with Instagram stories, everything. It's like, oh, I took that hilarious fucking video and now it's fucking gone 24 mm-hmm. oh, I can't I can't look back on that. It's gone. It's not actually it's I, a well, I, I'll, I'll correct you with that, Kyle. You can go into your own. I mean, people can they're saved on servers. Yeah, you, you so can you, you watch your own stories again, but yeah, okay, not necessarily publicly available. Right, exactly. Okay. I, I just wanted to with, make that clear. I wasn't Periscope, sure. <laughs> the way it was working for us was that we're a rock and roll band trying to get notoriety. They're going to Periscope us <laughs> instead of taking the time to make a YouTube video or something. Right. Mm-hmm. With actual and, editing then it's and quality. it's fucking gone. Yeah. Our performance is gone. <laughs> they could have used a normal camera and uploaded mm-hmm. it to YouTube. It would have been yeah. way more effective than fucking Periscoping it mm-hmm. and wasting our fucking time. <laughs> so one of the funny things that not only is that a huge issue, but so angry, of, fucking well, <laughs> bullshit. Drunk <laughs> Kyle's coming out. <laughs> one of the bigger issues that happened with with this particular service, which I'm still I'm flabbergasted as to why it still exists, but um, is copyright issues. People would oh, stream yeah. Game of Thrones oh live, God. and that was the biggest copyright infringement issue that they had. Was like. People was streaming the fifth season of Game of Thrones, the season premiere, and like using it. It's live torrent. Other people could fucking watch it, as (laughs) well as like uh, NFL games and um, UFC (laughs) fights and boxing. Like people that you know would pay per view and then stream it to whoever the fuck was following them or whatever. Like notification, really pixelated version of it. Exactly. So the, the terrible quality, but like that was the biggest issue that this service had which is just insane (sighs) it's like low budget like you buying a bootleg dvd off the street but like on your phone essentially yeah well and that's that's a big issue with any sort of video app too is copyright Mm -hmm. it's all it it is currently now on like gamers that stream and like they're playing clips from like you know their viewers to like react to or talk about on their streams and like you can't listen to what the fuck they're watching because it'll get copyrighted so it's still a fucking problem and people still try to exploit it (laughs) so uh lastly i want to basically we can all write our own love letter to uh vine because it is my my favorite dead social media um i think Kat and I have watched every single Vine video that exists on YouTube. Uh, their compilations are legendary. Mm-hmm. They, it used to get us through the days, and uh, we're pretty sad that it's gone. Like it, it, it. You know, the void has not been filled. Yeah, there's a really good. Um, if you want to learn way more about Vine, especially Vine from sort of the 
perspective of somebody who who like got their start on vine drew gooden has an amazing like 40 minute video on youtube of his experience with vine and the ins and outs i would highly recommend watching it because he makes Mm. some pretty interesting and valid points about like why it died and why it kind of only could have existed for a short period of time you know Mm. um very very interesting stuff so just to plug that for everybody yeah that does sound i'm gonna check that out I would love to watch that because I, I, it was a very special time for it to exist. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I will admit that I didn't fully understand it when I like first got into it just because sure. I, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily appreciated it. Like I followed it, like Harland, you and Tyler were making just <laughs> amazing videos that I wish still existed. And if you have them somewhere, please, for the love of God, send it to me because I, I appreciate you and, that <laughs> you and Tyler asking each other, is this a bong? <laughs> like yeah. really i, I think about it to about. this day yeah uh i appreciate that i i i think that uh that's probably a uh too big a compliment compared to like other really good viners you know uh, i mean but, yeah that's but fine they, thank they, you they can they can all stand on their own but i think vine yeah. really set like the template for what is now tiktok because like well, you you could only exist in a small six, amount six of time. seconds i think yes yeah, six or seven six, seconds it was six seconds yeah and now you have up to 60 with tiktok but like yeah. vine that that for, there was something perfect about that amount of time to like mm-hmm. get the comedy in because like you had to you had to get your point out yeah your setup payoff punchline like it was that's all you really needed for so many Mon- it was amazing because it it was a lot of the time the jokes and the comedy aspect at least the good ones because there was a lot of cringy bullshit comedy mm-hmm. um on vine just like there is on tiktok but the people that were doing it really good it was easy the the barrier to entry was so so small and so easy to just oh this mundane thing that bothers me and bothers millions of other people if you could have a solid six second like joke payout like setup and punchline dude you could be fucking famous and hundreds of of vine comedy stars are now famous and most of them are youtube uh personalities now too. or so. some of them have crossed over into tiktok which i've found a couple of them yeah and i'm yeah, very proud have. of them i'm very yeah. proud yeah so i there was there was something yeah like you said very special about that six seconds but like in in the in drew gooden's video he, he talks about that like there was only so much you could get out of that eventually yeah. people developing their their comedy skills wanted to do more stuff and they wanted to stay on the platform but it didn't allow you to and by the time they expanded from like you know the six seconds to i think they started doing one minute videos people weren't using it anymore there's right. a huge drop off in users so fuck it was a thing it was snapchat came out instagram was starting yeah, exactly. to do stories yeah. at that point yeah and so i think people like made the the transition but I mean, Twitter bought it and effectively killed it. Like, well, Twitter, yeah, Twitter didn't kill it. Again, it was based on the fact that people weren't using it anymore. Twitter bought it right at its decline in user generated content and user viewership. Like, so Mm -hmm. they were like, well, fuck, we bought this thing and now it's, it's, it's nothing. It's done. It's done. Mm -hmm. You know, not because of Twitter's fault, but because of the, the user base. Yeah. Which is really, really sad. But again, I think that if it continued, it wouldn't be as special as it is in our minds now. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, a, it, thing, it a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts, you know? <laughs> you know, Nirvana comes to mind. Yeah, it, it is the Nirvana of video-based mm-hmm. apps. Mm-hmm. Here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> that was Ner- <laughs> Kurt Cobain's famous slogan. It's, it's better to burn out than to fade out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. There it is. Then, then to have. <laughs> it's better to have your girlfriend, the mother of your children, blow your brains out than to fade out. Oh my god! <laughs> there you go. Boom. Yeah, it's a little Roasted. wordy. I'll work on it. Yeah, <laughs> you just workshop that for us. But uh, sure, that, that is the end of the amount of dead social media that I wanted to cover. There is so much more and so many that I never heard of. 
that are probably ter- even worse. I would yeah. love to hear a dating a dating site centric episode. Yeah. I I considered it. Um, well, there I- there there is another one that is alive that we that's pretty topical that we should probably talk about, which is Parlor. And I don't know if you guys know what's going on yeah. with Parlor. No, I do. Ne- never heard of this. Okay. It's pretty it's bad. bad. It's, it's pretty really bad, bad and infuriating. It's, it's right wing social media and yeah, pre- basically predominantly used by insane Republicans and Saudi libertarians. Yeah, things like that. But uh, yeah, so so people are still making bad social media. <laughs> Parlor. Huh, I'll look into it, that. I haven't heard of that. It's new, Kyle. It within the last few months. It's either parlay or parlay. I'm not it's sure. Parlor. I heard somebody say parlay the other day. And, if it's uh, parlay, then they can all jump off a bridge. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> I can't wait to see how it's spelled, and I'll make my own judgment. Don't tell me. Don't ruin this. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta read it yourself. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, tripping down uh, memory lane in a sense mm-hmm. with me. Thank off you. That was that was like a fun. I, I had <laughs> like sheeple. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We hope to see you again soon. This podcast is a product of Bird Bar Incorporated.